G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Guitar Wank podcast. This is your host, by no fault of your own, Troy McCubbin. Thank you for joining us, for taking the time out of your day, doing whatever you're doing. I know you're just filling in time at the moment on a plane, in the car, going to work, off to a gig, working out, whatever you're doing, trying to sleep, trying to ignore the missus or ignore the husband. Uh, anyway, we appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. This is episode number, what is it? Episode 99.4. Sounds like a great radio station, Guitar Wank Podcast. Again, please leave your comments, your reviews and everything that helps us so much. Um, go to the website, guitarwank.com. Sign up, subscribe, leave a review anywhere you can because that helps us. It's the internet. We need reviews. That's what you've got to do nowadays. And uh, you can buy a mug, a T-shirt, a cap to support. You can donate, which is an amazing thing you can do. And then uh, send us an email and let us know you've done that and then you go into the competition. We are still gathering our prizes to send out to our winners and uh, we're going to actually going to draw a bunch of winners out in the next few episodes to catch up for the episodes that we didn't call out winners so we'll make up for that i'm keeping count don't don't get your don't get your tits in a tangle mate um we did have some amazing guests on recently and i'm super excited finally troy's bullshit of who's coming on the show actually worked out we did have joe bottomosser on the other week Lovely Joe Bonamassa swung by and uh, Bruce and I got to chat with Joe. It was great. Really friggin' awesome to sit down with Joe. And uh, we've got plenty of episodes there with Joe. And then we had the amazing Robin Ford on uh, the other night. And that was just uh, incredible because one of my favourite guitar players on the planet. And he's just, what a great bloke. We had an amazing time over a big bottle of beautiful whiskey, a scotch whiskey, and uh, it was a great night. It was just really cool. And I did have his legendary Dumble amplifier in my studio, and uh, that was crazy. And it's crazy for me to to have that amp here. So that was kind of cool too. Uh, I do have in my hand the amazing, um, not that this is Oprah's book club, but I do have uh, Lukather's The Gospel. Luke was so kind enough and his mate Keith to send me a copy. Thanks, guys. Um, now I've got homework. I have to read the book. But I'm super excited about that. But that's kind of official that Luke is going to come on the show and talk about his book. Um, so thank you, Luke. And me and him have been going back and forth on a lot on emails trying to nail down. He's a busy man as all these people are, and it's always just trying to work out schedules. So that's really exciting to have Luca through on. Uh, I know other podcasts have got big stars and big guitar players and musicians all the time, but we are just a wee small little podcast, and it's just schedules. That's all it is, trying to get schedules lined up and people together. So I'm looking forward to Luke. I just got a text message from Scott. Saying, uh, can hey Troy, can we do a podcast this week? I've got Kirk and Kinsey. Who the fuck is Kirk and Kinsey? Scott, I don't know Kirk. Just joking. I know who Kirk and Kinsey is. That sounds like a really cool podcast, Reliving the Tribal Tech Days. And I'm super excited about that. Wow, all of a sudden we have guests and um, you don't have to listen to us three just talk shit for 45 minutes. So all fantastic. So please... Uh, uh, do what you need to do in the competition. I know we haven't drawn a bunch of names in the last few episodes, but we will catch up on them. We're keeping count. Prizes are coming your 
away winners that we've read your name out so don't panic we have not forgotten uh, just keep supporting us and sending us emails we love hearing from you guys and uh, the forum too that is on Facebook you can join that and talk about whatever you want on there too but uh, a lot of fun stuff and we're, we're really excited to try and take Guitar Wank into the next well to get past the 99 point point whatever stage and actually into the hundreds that would be nice make my job easier uh, I'm sick of decimal, decimal points alright big shout out to a great friend of mine in Australia Erwin Thomas monster guitar player Southern Sons check him out just killer vocalist and guitarist wow big shout out to Brett mate love you for all your support Brett Garcet and Kippo and everyone else down under and uh, we will see you all next week keep supporting keep sharing keep the community as Bruce would say and um, most of all up your bum have a great week keep guitar wanking that just wrote out all the the 10 top 10 jazz lists. oh man yeah can i say that uh max right max smith who annotated a pretty much an entire episode i don't know why every fan doesn't do this and and you know really and he, and he even gave us like timings for when it happened you just I, saw that yeah it was like and Troy talks do, shit. I don't, I don't yeah <laughs> and and well it was it was when i talked about the 10 tunes everybody should know and why and he even like he listed his favorite joke from it and the whole thing. Like it was really cool. It was really cool. Max right, Smith Max. did that, and he says he's going to try and get into Max the contest. Max is lonely, right? He spends a lot of time by himself. Actually, no, he's got a young, beautiful wife. I don't oh, know how he well. does this. Does I don't know why he does that. So, Troy, do you have any more questions? From Because you said you had tons. Yeah, of, I've got questions. I can just keep going. But Nir's no, coming. Shoot, Nir's coming. No, he's We're coming, trying. but I'm saying before he gets here, oh. so we don't have a buildup of, like, forever like questions that people oh, are, that's, that's, are writing and they that's, don't get that's their... already happened oh so yeah. it's no big deal <laughs> it's no well big... you want to like get the more the more like ones you think are like kind of more relevant that maybe we've yeah. never answered before and we get that out of the way before near gets here yeah is he, how far away is he you it's still... not not maybe 15 minutes at the oh, most. okay so shoot all right well bruce is what do you got bruce has got the computer. oh i've got it i'm sorry oh, I'm, yeah. I'm fixing something here oh, so okay. yeah uh, it doesn't matter. Boom. I'm just going to lose it. Okay. Ask ask away because then, you know, I Here. like to answer people's questions. If they really have a question they're curious about and they're writing us, we should try to answer them. All right. Well, well you know, being that you're here once every two years, right. <laughs> <Especially> <laughs> that yeah. shows how much you really care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pardon me for noticing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow, he's just coming to hiding tonight. Yeah, right. There you go. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. All right, um, just pull up. So my question to you guys is, um, 
This is from Alexander. Uh, is it good or bad is the subject. Hi guys, I've heard you mention Dirty Loops. So I know that you like them. Have we mentioned Dirty Loops? Yeah. Okay. We talked about them once. Okay. I heard recently a song from their singer Jonah, right? Coffee Break. Mm -hmm. Do you know that one? Mm-mm. Oh. And although my first thought was that it was quite cheesy, I go back and play it again. I've, uh, so my question to you guys is, shall we consider songs like this very pop, but also musically very proficient? A selling out or a good way to introduce a real musicianship to the masses? Is No idea because I haven't heard the tune. Is well, the, I guess I mean, you could say you could say Steely Dan or something. You know, I mean that's amazingly done. You know, in very sophisticated yet appeals to the pop audience. You know, I guess Toto he's asking. Yeah, he's asking. Another band. I mean, of course, but ultimately, people should just do what they believe in, and like let the, let the chips fall where they may. I mean, I think I think when stuff is made just to sell boxes of cereal, it generally has a kind of a condescension to it that things like Steely Dan and Toto don't have. Yeah, you can usually hear it when someone's just making a dipshit record to sell records. Slicing it not, thin and calling it pineapple. Yeah, you know? It's not, you know, I mean, it sort of yells at you, hey, I'm crap, you know. And Dirty Loops is not like that. I've heard them. But I have to say something about them. Just, just you know, not nothing bad, because I think they're really good musicians, but I honestly have never heard any of their original material. I've only heard them do covers. Right. So I can't really judge them until I've hear. And I've always said to myself, gee, I wonder if they write their own tunes because I'd like to hear what kind of music they write and I've never heard their their compositions so I how can I know what they're even like if they're just covering other people's songs that's only I'm not going to say it's bad I'm just going to say that it's not the whole picture a band is supposed to do original stuff and I'm sure they have right. I just haven't heard it yeah so I can't judge that question so next question all right um could you please try and get Peter Bernstein on the show Sure, I've tried already numerous times. When he he's certainly around, seemed to know Bruce anyway. You I guess. Know we're friends, but I mean, yeah. you know, I just want to say this to everybody. Yeah. We, we get guests here, and they've heard guests, and we get, first of all, our schedules are weird. Second of all, everybody and their mother has a podcast and is asking everybody who's good to be on their podcast. So we ask people so, who's not good. So third of all, <laughs> it's just a matter of logistics. It's not like we're trying not to have people or we're, you know, we're like curating this thing. We're, it's just, it's hard for the three of us to get together, much yeah. less to get I another mean, guy. And then a guy like Peter comes to L.A., he's got a sound check, he's got a gig, he's working, you know, I mean, he's making money. He can't hang out for an extra day unless it just, have, we get lucky that something fell through or there's a day off, you know, and that he happens to be available. I mean, that's, yeah. we don't do it by telephone and we don't go to New York, so... I mean, Peter would love to be on the show. He's told me so. Bobby Broom is another great guitar player, wants to be on the show. Of course we want him. Yeah. It's just a matter of logistics, folks. I yeah. mean, I, we really appreciate letting us know you want him, but we're, we're already way ahead of you on this, on Peter. But just you so know. you know, the fact that I haven't even been on the podcast and I'm one of the three guys, <laughs> yeah. shows you how logistically hard it, it is. is to get the three of us together and the only reason that we're going to get near here is because he is mixing, and he's God, here for near a whole week. here and near how wow, here. yeah. God, this is getting good. Yeah. So, so, so that's why because he's mixing his record and he's here for a whole week. 
or maybe two weeks. So it just happens that he's here. At right, the time. right. That's we're so. Everybody, please understand yeah, that lucky. we're we're doing our best to entertain you, and sometimes it's just me and Troy, and sometimes it's the three of us, and you know I imagine how horridly boring <laughs> that is but you know bear with us and eventually something good will happen i promise you know we're not we're not like uh we do have a few hot leads in the in the pan but we're not going to say anything about it no. you'll just know about it when we record it that's another thing when, we, every time we've talked about having somebody it always falls through so don't, don't tell want to about it. scarlett johansson because i want to keep that a secret <laughs> okay we're not telling so. yeah we're not like riffraff shane terrio's podcast that has Everyone. Like, well, that's well, you know, because hey, he's working on a show with everybody. Shane just so. had some. If you want to go, that's a great podcast. And I was given, I actually, I was given Shane shit the other day. Last intro, I think I gave Shane shit because it was after Shane took, shits. Another one. Like Shane shit. That's not Shane quite Terry. as good as How Wow or it was after a, or near here. My birthday night. I was a little yeah. tipsy. That oh, I should do. And you're going to blame that on me now, aren't you? Yeah. And, well, Bruce got me drunk, but Shane, I gave shit to Shane Terrio and Riff Raff. And because I said, oh, you bet you don't have T-shirts and mugs and that. He wrote me, they have T-shirts. So you can get a riffraff T-shirt. Well, they're not as good as ours, bitch. <laughs> they just had Sammy Hagar on. That was kind of cool. Okay, um, well, question. you know, it's okay. So, but he's in New York. And I York. told Jude Gold to go fuck himself. I think I said that too. Oh, really? Why? Yeah. Well, just for fun. Just to, oh. to try and cause some fights between the podcasts. I see. <laughs> you were on Jude's show, right? Yeah, you were on yeah, Jude's show. Yeah, yeah, Jude's yeah. great. I, I said, Jude. Jude, go fuck yourself. Yeah. It was a loving go fuck maybe, yourself. Maybe that's why they'll... See, now they're going to pull my guitar player ad, my guitar player story, because of you. <laughs> and now I've already mentioned it. Oh, you see, see, that's why I didn't tell you, you about it. <laughs> uh, the third thing is, can we do a Get Bruce to London campaign? There's tons what? of... Me? Yes. What about Scott? I'd be more than... I'd, Scott goes there all the time. I'd be oh, more really? than happy to point him in the right direction. Venues, promoters, rhythm sections, blah, blah, blah. We have tons of friends, tons of guitar wankers in the UK. Get the fuck out of here. Man, I'll come, I'll come to Ronnie's. I'll play there. I'll play the Pizza Express. I'll play wherever. You so know? there you go. I'm not really that nasty a guy, you know? So, and um, I can play by myself. I don't even need a rhythm section. I'm self, and nor, nor a looper. Nora Looper. You don't need a Looper. No, that's that's another person. Nora Looper. <laughs> Nora Looper. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love Nora Looper. <laughs> He's Nora Looper. She's an actress, you know. Yeah, yeah. Kind of well, she, she, actress, comedian. She actually plays the harp, too. <laughs> Nora Looper. The mouth harp. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Next question. Pretty um, All right. Um, I've... I, Gear question: Have you guys tried out the Roland Blues Blues Cube Artist Solid Solid State Amplifier? Bruce should love it. I uh, actually, I've been meaning to. We even have them at school now. Everybody says how cool they are. Um, it's on paper, and from what I've heard, it sounds like a great amp. You know, I mean, I'm not against it. I'm sure I'd be glad to see it if Scott, I showed up at a Scott gig and there was it. one there. I haven't heard it, so I can't say anything. We don't. I've, have I've heard it's got a lot of really amazing technology, and guys like Eric Johnson and Robin Ford and Kirk Fletcher all like it. I know, or at mm -hmm. least they. Have what been. is it exactly? It's like a solid state amp that's that's really well modeled after uh, their tube amps that those guys use, mm -hmm. and they have these things called tone capsules. They're like little. Um, 
they, I guess they're like USB plugins uh-huh. that sort of dial in that cool. their tone. Is it a settings. one speaker amp like a combo? Well, they, they got various. There's there's various there's various power settings and various speaker configurations. So they have they have like a one tw- they have a one twelve and a two by twelve, okay. maybe a one by fifteen. I don't know about that, but and I know they got Roland. one and two twelve. It's a Roland. Mm-hmm. I know they have a thirty watt and a thirty or a forty watt, and I know they have an eighty watt. And I think oh, they cool. got one that goes both ways. Just, I'll look it up on the internet. Way. It looks like it's it called the Blues Cube. It's like got a uh, cream color. Okay, I'll check it out online. Yeah, oh no, I it looks great, I'm and it's fairly light. Again, it's not what you'd call a light amp, but it's way lighter than a, f- a comparable. And fender. that's something you would see at Sam Ash or oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, right. cool. Go, go. Guitar center, Next. I bet. Scott, has how hard do you hit your Sir Reactive load? I have one run my hundred watt Marshall Plexi into it. Funny enough, the Marshall sounds best with the channels jumpered and all knobs dimed. How hard well, do you hit you, it, Scott? You don't want to hit it any harder than you hit your speaker cabinet, because you know amp amp distortion is a is a funny thing. You've got two types of amp distortion: preamp distortion from the preamp tubes and then actual power amp distortion, which often does not sound all that great. It's more fizzy and hairy than preamp distortion. So if you turn an amp up too loud, you start over taxing the power amp and you get kind of a more nasty type of distortion that might be good in a real hairy rock band. But if you're trying to get a smooth type of tone, you wouldn't want to turn your amp up that loud. Like on, let's say like on a Plexi Marshall, if you turn it up past eight, you start hearing that nasty shit. And you know, the, the, the load can take anything you, you give it. So it's not like you're going to break the load box or anything. It's just how, what do you want the amp to sound like? So you should just sort of whatever sounds good for your speaker cabinet. That's also what you should turn it for the reactive load because it's not about the load sounding different because that always sounds the same. It's about your amp sounding different. If you turn it up too loud, it could get kind of ugly. So yeah, that's it. Okay, Mm -hmm. I hope that answered the question. Richard Baker says, style shift is the subject. Scott and Bruce, is there any aspect of your style and or musical approach that you would say has not changed since you first started performing. Yeah, I'm trying to play good. Yeah, no, I, I can actually say I'm a good <clears throat> one to answer that question because that's what kind of makes me unusual, I guess, or me weird in some ways and broke. <laughs> <laughs> because I started out playing with distortion on an on electric guitar and got into jazz but did not change my tone. Whereas a lot of guys would have maybe changed the instrument to fit the music and say, well, if I'm gonna play jazz, I should play a hollow body and with a clean sound because most jazz guitar players do. But I was so in love with distortion and that sound and that's where my roots are. I didn't think I should change my roots just because I'm playing different types of music. So I I still, do the same thing that I'm, you know, I'm playing with distortion ever since I was 12 years old and never right. changed it. And, you know, for good or bad, <laughs> probably mostly bad. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and I could say <clears throat> the fact is it's more like you add to Here, it than you change it. You add to You add to it. You are who you are and things come along and yeah, you, you people see it as a change or a 
deviation or, you know, I mean, a, an alteration, but you're just, you are who you are. And, you know, I say, okay, even if, even if Scott had changed out of his distortion, just <laughs> clean tone, it still would have been Scott, just yeah. another element of Scott. And that distorted Scott from the past is still informing, hopefully, everything you do. I mean, do people actually, can people actually just like have, you know, amnesia and just move on and still play good? Of course not. I don't think it's possible. Right. You know, I mean, I think it's a great question because there have been numerous times where I have done projects or gone in directions that many of my, oh, I don't have many, a couple of my fans, <laughs> you know, like thought that it was a major departure from my direction, you know what I mean? And were maybe even outraged by it. But that yeah. was just a, creative thing and I didn't see it as like I was leaving this camp and going I wasn't like leaving the you know the Hatfields and going to the McCoys I was just <laughs> I was like yeah I wanted to add this I had this great idea for a project and I wanted to do this you know and it's still all me uh, again back to the way I answered the first the question you know like you know you don't be me or Scott you be yourself be yourself and be inf- bring What's it up, in guys? Hi, man. I'm Nier. Nice to meet you. Nier, Troy. Pleasure, Troy. Pleasure, Pleasure. Nier, good Nier to see you again, man. Good to Nier see you, man. How are you? Just, All right. Just what we need, another amazing guitar player in the world. Right? Yeah, you know. Not <laughs> it. Eh, you know. Hang on, hang on. Howdy, everybody. Do you have an exciting product or project you want to introduce it to a community of guitar wankers? You got a guitar, a pedal, an amp, or an accessory, or a new recording, perhaps? Well, how about putting your money where their ears are? We're now accepting sponsors who want to do just that. Reach out to us so we can help you reach out to them. Inquiring wankers want to know. Scott, you introduce. I'm gonna get. Yeah, you know, why don't you? And then I'll I'll, and I'll fill in the blanks. We have directly. We have an intervention here. We have, there's, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we have an intervention starring Mir Felder. Because if anybody oh my needs God. an intervention, it's him. Oh, I thought I thought we were getting the intervention. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's that's why I, I came here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Mir sorry. is here mixing his. New we're gonna record. try. We're gonna try and get Scott to be heterosexual again. Ah, oh, well, that's hard because I'm bi-curious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Nier's here mixing his new album. I heard some of it yesterday, and I've been talking about you already. Oh, I've man. I've been, like, just... What did you say? I said I'm fucking he's, amazed he by how He said really great stuff, and oh. he doesn't say good stuff about anybody. Well, yeah, you I'm know, it's not, I can listen back to the tapes and make sure that you're yeah, not lying yeah, to right. me. Yeah, yeah but you, right. by then, it'll be too late. <laughs> yeah, you'll be gone by then. Yeah, we don't care. We'll be on to the next guy. <laughs> no, I really was I really oh, was impressed. I mean, it's just... You're too kind, dude. You kind of got it all. Like, like, your playing is stellar. The writing is great. The tones are great. The layering, the, the arranging. So much, it's all there, man. I'm really a fan. I love it. Oh, you know, I'm just fuck. really, really happy. To well, you know, you. I look up to both you guys and... You know. Thank you. Um, your tone, you're getting a fatter tone from your strat than I get from mine, which means I'm going to have to have you killed. It's, <laughs> it's not personal. It's, just, it's business. That's why you but. invited me on the show. <laughs> yeah, I think you said Kill me yeah, in front of a live I'll, audience. I'll, 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 well, I'll watch out for you. Well, you know, he's using 13s on a strat, and he's got the, the, uh, 
the bridge all the way to the wood, so you get more connection with the wood. So he's Ooh. getting a really fat tone. Are you out still of tuning spread. up to E? I'm an E, yeah, 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 normal. I couldn't read charts if it was an E flat. I'd have to. I can't read charts at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. Well, that was there was another joke from the the, the tune episode that Max loved. What was that joke? I forget. The 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 transposing joke. There was something I said. Anyways. Forget it. I'll get it later. Anyway, good to have you here, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man. Yeah. Tell us about uh just tell us about what you're doing. Yeah. What I'm doing out in LA? No, just in general. In my life. You, you can go ahead and start yeah, at the start beginning. Start like when you were nine. <laughs> Which kind of looks like it was like three weeks ago. <laughs> uh, well, I'm out in L.A. The short story. <coughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm out in L.A. mixing this new thing that I'm working on gradually. And um, this guy, Dana, who's doing it, just has like this magical ear for... He's, he's not a jazz dude, but he played saxophone. He still plays saxophone. So he gets the music, you know? Mm-hmm. He's listening to the shit. Where is he? Where, he's where in, in um, he? on the west side, somewhere close to Santa Monica. Okay. I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly where it yeah. was. But um, it was cool. And, you know, we've been doing it remotely, as you know people do these days. So I, this is my first time meeting him today. Really? Yeah, after working on it for so does three he, months. Does he work on your stuff when you're not there or only when Absol- you're there? O- only when I'm not there. Today was the oh. first time I was there. And, and the reason I came out was because it was going to be so annoying to do these last little tweaks if I wasn't around. Oh, of course. For him to, yeah. like, you know, turn something up one dB and me to sure. email him back, you know, four hours later. Like, hey, oh. could you put it, you know, another half dB up? You know, stuff like that. So I was like, this, these little details... Let me come out. And we didn't finish, which is a drag, but we, we got, uh-huh. we worked. But he's so. working on your stuff when you're not there? Yeah. Is he sending you files yes. and stuff so yeah. you can kind of check out what he's yeah, doing? Yeah, but not, you know, it, 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 I had him do, I had a couple of guys do a sample mix, and his came back so close to what I envisioned that mm. I was like, this guy is going to work out just fine. Because oh, okay. I'm just like, I'm traveling all the time too, so like even carving out the time to, you know, even do it in New York would have been hard. Right. Right. So um, I love that I can just let him go for it. Cool. You know? Yeah. And I also, I, I made sure the rough mixes were close. And mm-hmm. I did that myself. And I kind of like got it to a place where I was like, I want something like this. But, you know, be as creative as you want. But this is what I was hearing. Mm-hmm. Take it or run now, with it. with the guitar layers, had you already kind of had those pre-mixed before you sent those? or Exactly. Like I, I mixed the roughs with all the guitar tracks I do the in same a way, thing in a way that I liked yeah. I was I like this is kind of yeah. these are the balances but you know yeah. it doesn't have to be just like this if you hear something better do it my engineer did. says that I'm super easy because basically all the guitars are done yeah. mixed within themselves yeah. all he has to do is get the drums and bass sounding right and then take that lump of guitars and mix it with that I mean he totally there were times yeah. when, when he did something w- very different than what I sent him mm-hmm. and it was better uh-huh. And that was awesome. And other times when I was like, hey, could you just check out the rough again? I think I really want that. So, right. you know, right. definitely a lot of stuff that I never would have thought of myself. Well, that it's was an amazing better. sound. I mean, the guy's really good. Yeah. I mean, I mean you're really good, so it's going to be a great record anyway. But he really, I mean, I got to tell you something that was just funny. Yeah, man. And I didn't mention it on the show, but yesterday when he came over, 
he was he was gonna listen to the, to, to the record, right? You know, it's like okay, he's gonna play me a couple tunes off his record, and he fucking cranked it like way louder than I thought you were gonna. And because I don't really listen to music that loud. Only once in a while, like the only thing I turn up that loud is Beyonce. All right, on. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Holy fuck, this guy's a fucking rocker!" Man. <laughs> like he was blasting my system, like the subwoofers. Pumping. Well, Scott has a sick system. All my system. hot wheels are like rattling off their shelves. <laughs> That was fun, man, because you have a sick system, first of all. It was fun, man. I had a blast. And, uh, and two, yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to listen to my music like that. Yeah. And, you, and you guys were like, yeah, turn well, it you up. Know, Kenzie's like you because he cranks. He like, does. Every yeah. day he's fucking cranking it really the, loud. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is I'm probably deaf. Because to me, it wasn't that loud, okay. and that's that's actually unnerving. Well, no, man. It's just that, you know, my room is kind of like my engineer said, like, what, do you want a good sounding room, or do you want a Hot Wheels collection? I'll have a Hot Wheels collection. Thank you very much. But but if you if you listen, like, softer, um, it sounds more, like, real, because right. because it, it you're not hearing, like, the subwoofer, like, cranked up on the wood floor. Yeah. Because that can kind of, like make it sound like it doesn't really sound right because it's it's party it makes it into yeah. party music instead yeah, yeah, of like yeah. okay i really want to yeah we weren't listening critically we were no, just like no, we were just, we were just for fun jamming and yeah. it was fun man i mean i like to listen yeah. to music like but that that, like that worries me man because i think i'm i'm really losing nah man no man because we played this gig last night two drummers that shit was not that loud to me and i know <laughs> it was loud <laughs> Well, you should get that's your scary back, dude. it's scary <laughs> I, well, I played a lot of loud gigs you know yeah so that's well, frightening you know that uh, it's funny because you're playing with more of a kind of clean tone you know yeah but, but a lot of i mean bruce plays pretty loud too like his when when marvy marvin is playing you know you yeah. guys are cranking yeah and, yeah uh, well i heard pat Matheny plays really loud does he i don't know i've just heard Okay. You know that he cranks it. Okay. You know that it's not like a soft jazz thing. He's okay. Like he's like. Pumping. I've never been close enough to the stage yeah. to yeah. you know seeing him play. Yeah, man. That's, well, that's it's fun. What, it's electric what, what guitar. Are you, what are you playing up. through? What's what's your main? What's my? Well, th this is a funny. Th I'm curious to get your guys' take on it, because I live in New York City, um, and we have you know we all live in apartments of some sort. It doesn't matter what size, but like there's not enough room for the huge amps and stuff and even if you could find the room for it how would you get it to the gig and even if you could just keep it at home and record with it you can't play it at the volume it needs to be at right so i went to josh smith's house the other day he's got amazing amps and stuff and you know i'm tr struggling to get my sound out of them because i only know how to use small you know like i have a, del a, a deluxe 65 reissue that i bring around i also have my plexi head that i use for recording mm -hmm. but like you know we know how to use Princeton's and like small, smaller amps. Mm -hmm. Except for Oz is a great example of a guy that lives in New York, but somehow you know, he's, he's got, got a pretty massive rig. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. but he doesn't keep it at the house. He keeps it in storage. You know I what I mean? See. Okay. So, um, so I yeah, I'm not using anything special. I always wonder yeah. how he flies with all that shit. Because don't you have to? He doesn't bring the amps though. Oh, but no. even the pedal board, it's so big. How do you He's fly got a big with board. something that big? I have big? a pretty big pedal board. I check it. Really? Yeah, and it, it gets screwed up, but I check it, uh -huh. you know. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you something. If you're using like a 50-watt Plexi yeah. in an apartment, how can you, how do you use IRs or how do you? To record? Uh-huh. No, I, I do record. I, I, you know, I have to keep the volume like 
really in its jumper too so like the the knobs are like at zero and a half you know what i mean and i mic it up and where do you put the cabinet the cabinet's just right under the amp in the room Oh, I yeah, see. That's so what I got. You don't do. put it in a closet and no. crank it up. Or no, no, no. Like I, I a really, lot of guys seem to do I that. could not crank it in my apartment with with. The, I mean, I don't want to. I mean, the neighbors are cool, but right. You know, because even the vibration is gonna. It's a lot. Yeah, it's people. a lot. We don't have anybody above us, but we definitely have people below, and they have kids and stuff. Yeah, so. they're gonna <laughs> the ceiling. Yeah, vibrate and the lamps are gonna fall. Are you yeah, part of New York here in Brooklyn and Dimmons Park. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. What are you gonna do? My son lives out that way. Yeah. What part of town? He's in West Point, but we stay, okay. we're going to stay in Brooklyn okay. for the weekend. Great, yeah. man. So, You're going to have a good time. It should be fun. You yeah. were mentioning to me that you were using a tube screamer into a Klon. Yeah. Uh, what, what is it called? KTR? The KTR, yeah. The red one. Yep. I have that one. Yeah, that's cool. So are you using two pedals because the amp is so clean that you need the, yeah. the pedals to give you what you want. I have a really weird thing that I just stumbled upon and like, you know, when I didn't know any better and I've stuck with it and it's the strat with the big strings. My pick it's it's a Mexican strat. So mm -hmm. I got it in nineteen ninety five and it has these really low output pickups. Mm -hmm. So it's those that strat, those strings, those pickups, the guitar volume is somewhere between four and seven maybe. It never really mm -hmm. goes because mm -hmm. it would be distorted if it was Right, right. But it's kind of like low, so it's got a little bit of. I I don't think there's that much treble loss with these particular pickups, but there's, there's some. some, but not yeah, much. There's yeah, some, right. so it warms it up a little bit. Then it goes into those two, um, the two, you know, kind of drivey, boosty. How did things. you? How did you come across those? Of all the pedals in the world, how did you come across to run a tube screamer into a claw? Well, the, that Keeley Mod tube screamer was one of the first pedals I ever got. Uh huh. You know. Someone just turned to they're like, hey, you should get this thing. Okay. You know, this guy. Do you guys, anybody know Nate Tello? Mm -mm. Ever run across Nate? He's like a great guitar player, but also a collector of gear, a collector. He, he does like, everything he does, he, he really goes for. So mm -hmm. he's a bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. He does like, you know, bodybuilding competitions. And he's like, you know, super ripped dude. But his passion is like collecting gear and, and all this mm -hmm. stuff. So he was he was the guy I knew at school that knew the most about gear and tone. Mm -hmm. And he told me he's like, get this Keeley Mod Tooth Creamer, and I did, and been using that since you know college. And why run it into the? What does the Klon kind of do for? The it was like at one point it was like, well, one sounds good, so two sound better, <laughs> and and they did. <laughs> oh, that's smart. <laughs> No, it was a cool combination, uh -huh. and I ended up kind of like, if you look at my board, I have two delay pedals, too, uh -huh. so it's like two, two, two. He's uh, got a Noah's Ark right. thing going. <laughs> <laughs> they need to have a and friend. two donuts for <laughs> breakfast, right, yeah, two you know, glasses you know, of milk, right, yeah. <laughs> cake. Um, so, so, well, this is what I got to know, because I want to try this at home, yeah. just to try it to see, because what I used to do, Back before I started using this RC booster that I really like. Yeah, those are great. Um, I used to run a tube screamer into a Voodoo One, mm -hmm. which is a, I don't know if you've ever seen one. It's a Roger Mayer. Yeah. It's kind of a, it, it, I guess it can be a high gain pedal just like the Klon. And this is how I imagine it in my mind. The tube screamer was always great on the neck pickup. 
but it was always kind of mid-rangey and honky on the treble pickup. Like mm-hmm. you've heard Stevie Ray when he when he switches to the treble pickup, it's real bitey. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that bitey sound. I wanted something rounder. Mm-hmm. So I found out that if I plug the tube screamer into the Voodoo One, the Voodoo One is very scooped. Mm-hmm. So it took that kind of mid-range honk out of the picture mm-hmm. and made the rhythm pickup or the neck pickup even fatter and made the, the treble pickup kind of sound sweet instead yeah. of spike. Yeah, right? they work together so, in cool ways, and it's all about, like, which pedals and what's the order. You yeah. know what I mean? So how do you set how do you set those two pedals? Because I have those two. I'll try it. Yeah, the Tube Screamer, both the, the drive and the level are at noon. Tone okay. is all the way off. The KT, All the way off? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I know it's weird. It's weird. Okay. It just, it just, it was. I just played around. With so it noon I found and noon liked. and tr- and tone off. off. Okay, off. Yeah, and then the KTR every knob, which is I, I, I think it's like uh, gain. Yeah. Uh, treble gain volume and, tr- and output. Yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever. They're all at like two o'clock. Okay. Basically, and in in that range, like from. I'll noon try. To two. It. I want to see what that. Yeah, sounds see what like. see it's if it sounds it, cool. It's, uh, yeah. It, who knows? Let me know because I'm curious. If, does it only work with my weird setup? You know, every, every single little nuance of your rig it influences yeah. something else, and it's everything like, changes what was something. The, what was the mod on the on the? What did Keeley do, man? I got this pedal so long ago. I don't know the answer to that. Right. I wish I. It's such a. I should know, but yeah. I would like you to try just because I'm curious what you would think. If you tried a Maxon OD9, okay, it's just their version yeah, of the tube screen. Totally, right? yeah, I know what they look like. Have you ever played through one? No. I wonder if you would like it as much. Okay. Because I had a lot of, and not saying nothing about that about Mike uh, Piera, because he's awesome. You know, Analog Man, mm-hmm. he does all those tube screamer mods. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of mods done by him, the silver mod, and a lot of the popular ones. Mm-hmm. And then I got this Maxon OD9, and right out of the box, I liked it better than anything I'd ever heard. Not mm. to say that it is, you know, it's just a matter of taste. Mm. But for me, I liked it better. I'm just curious if you would, if you liked it. I can I'd love to check one, it out. I can get you one for free. Awesome. If you want one. Yeah, I'll check it I out just for have sure. Kevin send you one. Sick. Just just to see if you like it. Cool. Because you know, I, I think they sound really good. So it's what? just another version of a tube screen. The funny thing, I was, I was at Josh's house though, you know, and he had me plug into this basement that he has, which is sick. Just direct in and it was incredible yeah and my next thing was like oh well, if this sounds this good you know i can't wait to hear it through my pedals and they made it worse in every way you know i went through every pedal and shut every pedal off and i just couldn't get a sound with you know right. with those things so I, I realized it's really geared towards you know the kind of amps i'm using the kind of, of you know everything it's so all you're running your yeah. pedals all just Straightening, or are you running into a, like no, a no switcher loops. or anything? No, no loops. No, no switcher. I, yeah. I'm trying to get to that level of Although true bypass coolness, but pedals probably, right? Some of them are true bypass, some are buffered. Uh-huh. Yeah. Some boss yeah. pedals in there. My pedal Tuner. board's really small because it, it seems like, and maybe this is just my imagination, but it seems like if I get any more than five or six, I start to, it starts you to notice sound. notice it? I start to notice yeah. it, but... You know, I mean, I guess that's why a lot of guys are really going for that new thing with the loops. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's all buffered, right? So so the pedals are always on all the time, and then you hit a switch. switch, and, them, switch away. and can you turn, like, loops on and off at the same time? That's that's actually n- a wonderful... Um, it's amazing. Th- this bus it's a wonderful you convenience. Switch, you can switch yeah. the order, too. Yeah. The oh, that's, that's the awesome, ES8. I, I have the ES8. I Which just haven't set that? it up yet. The, the bus... What is it? ES8, right? Yeah. That's that's awesome. 
It's not that big either. It no. sounds good too. Everything just sounds Who makes better. It? Boss. Boss, really? They make a, a three? Yeah, they have the ES5, I think it's called, that also has like some, um, you can have like some delays come right from that and stuff. I used to have the the Bradshaw pedals in a rack. Yeah, yeah. And and I remember the convenience of, you know, it it had, unfortunately, the switcher was that big square thing with the Uh RS10, but it had the four presets, and I remember what a luxury it was to just hit a, a button and it would turn like five pedals on and another two it's off. Cool, man. It, 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 now I do the the dance like in high school. Yeah, doing the pedal dance. Like yeah, that's what I do. But yeah. uh, but I, most of my stuff is just on for the whole gig. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only a few that that you know. Have you got a bunch on your board? Like yeah, there's like nine or ten. I think there's nine yeah. right now. And I was gonna do a bigger one, but I just haven't. You know, it takes me forever to get around to it. You know. Cool. Well, I have a bunch of questions for you. I <laughs> <laughs> like a bunch. So, can I ask them? Yeah, bro. Okay, but you didn't really tell us about what else are you doing, like, besides you're doing your record. What's your main source of income gig-wise? What are you doing uh, gig-wise? I, I keep really busy, so this year's been uh, a lot of stuff. Um, one guy that I really love playing with that we've been on the road a lot this year is a great trumpet player named Keon Harold. Mm-hmm. He's incredible. Um so we probably did 100 dates this year with that band. Wow. Yeah, and it's a really good group of guys, you know, like close group of friends. And it's that's an awesome group. Do you tour all over the world Yeah, that band? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. great, Yeah, man. yeah. Who books them this year? Uh, in Europe, it's been Ina Ditka, if you know her. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's solid. And in the States, it's a guy whose name is escaping me. But Okay. Yeah, this year I haven't done much of my stuff because I've been working on, you know, putting out a new record. And is he playing main, mainly, uh, like, clubs, theaters, festivals? Yeah, like festivals, a- clubs. We did, like, three Everything. nights at Ronnie Scott's and, you know, yeah. like, the usual. So he's pretty just, big name. He's doing great, yeah. He's doing good. He's doing great, yeah. yeah. He deserves it, too. He plays his ass off. Wow, that's He's awesome. great. And he sings, too, sometimes, and he's amazing, you know. Are you deal. on any of his records? Yeah, there's only one record. Uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah. So he's a young guy? He's pretty young, yeah. My age, a little older than me. Really? Yeah, yeah. So he's like one of the up-and-coming... Totally, totally. You know, horn totally. players totally. that everybody's Absolutely. wild about. Do you see the Miles movie, the Miles Davis movie? Oh, I didn't Don see Chilo. it. I, no. actually Don't ha- you, yeah. I actually haven't seen it either, which is terrible, but he played all the trumpet in that movie. Really? Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. And he's, he's done a ton of production stuff and toured with a lot of like you know big artists Eminem and, uh-huh. and Jay-Z and people like that so he's you know been in, in that kind of world very too. cool yeah so now your thing you you you're on the road with your band too not this year because I'm doing the record oh, uh, right, I've been right, I've been okay. just you know getting that done sure, yeah sure. but next year yeah uh-huh get back to that and you told me you have an agent that's booking you overseas yeah. and stuff yeah yeah great man yeah, yeah. that's good yeah cool man good. are you New York I'm New York based, yeah. I try to come here more and more, but it's it's hard to get you, out. Is that home? Like, like New York, yeah. Where you were born? Yeah, I was born in New York. Oh yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so yeah. who who um I mean I'm sure you have a shitload of influences like we all do, but who were some of your main influences that you were really looking up to when you were growing up and playing learning how to play guitar? The number one, like most important
go back to it sure yeah love yeah. it man he's yeah. uh, he's awesome yeah he's so fucking good yeah <laughs> thing is i'm i'm sort of the same age as him uh-huh so i as much as i loved him i'm too old to have been you know like influenced in that influenced way right totally him. but the guys that influenced him are the same guys that influenced me which totally. is hendrix and albert king totally so those two guys that sort of really influenced him they sure had a big influence on me so man when i heard stevie i was like wow this guy's got all the soul of albert king and all the fire of hendrix but oh he still God. has his own thing yeah and it's like wow man the guy's yeah. fucking amazing yeah, i saw yeah. him play live like three or four times that's here awesome in LA. i saw him with jeff beck wow um where'd they play um uh greek theater okay yeah, yeah. and um Oh, or was that that concert? I'm not sure if I saw him there, or it was it might have been the old Universal Amphitheater, which they tore down. That's right. Not there. That's not there anymore, right? It's no. gone. That's where I saw Jeff Beck. Okay. Um, the last time with Jennifer Batten, but um, it was a good hall. But for some reason, I guess they needed more space for rides. <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah. Huh? For Harry Potter. That's where Despicable Me is right now. I think, <laughs> or Terminator or something. I think it. I, I think I was there like four or five years ago. It was still around. Uh huh. We did yeah. like. There's like. Is there some sort of like City Walk or something? There's City there? Walk, which yeah, is yeah, right yeah. next to is Universal Gip- Studios. Right. Played a gig there. It was then when was. I was oh, there. It was. And now it's no, just it's gone. gone. Yeah. No, you, no, you know what's there now? Um, um, Transformers. <laughs> That's the Transformers building. That's a pretty good pretty ride. Sure. Yeah, it's a great ride. Yeah. Better than any fucking music they ever <laughs> Yeah, had. right. <laughs> wow. So, so who else besides Stevie Ray? Stevie Ray, and then I got into, um, you know, some jazz guitar players. Sko was probably the first one that I mm-hmm. was aware of. You know, and that was awesome for, for a kid because it was actually the time that record, A Go-Go, came out. Do you know that record with Medeski Martin? I do, went sure. On? It's a great so record. So it was a, a, like just a perfect kind of lead-in. Let in the cat from, out. Is that that record? No. Which I, one is that? I don't that? think so. Um, I'm not sure which one. That oh is. no, I know what that one is. Let the cat out is on um, the other one. It's not a go. Yeah, it is a go-go. I is think. it? Maybe I just don't know all the song titles. Maybe I'm wrong. That I had, could be wrong. That had like hot and tot on it, and mm-hmm. it's it's just a great record. But it was like you know something that a kid who had been studying like blues and rock and was into the Almond Brothers could could get and and just really be like whoa what is this we're oh. exactly alike in that respect because he was also the first jazz guitar player I ever heard right but I heard him a lot earlier I heard him with the Billy Cobb and George Duke band cool and I was like who is this guy playing rock yeah with a with a Les Paul Jr oh, but shit. playing all this hip shit yeah and I was like well oh, he's just so fuck. funky man and he's got yeah. Such a great sound, such yeah. a personal thing. I'm still great a big play. fan. You yeah, know? me too. Always, yeah. always will be. Yeah. So, and who else? Go. Go. I mean, so, so with with Stevie Ray, you know, obviously like Hendrix, Jimmy Page, Clapton, Jeff Beck, Dwayne Allman, you know, all all the. Um, another one that that you know people are kind of su- surprised about is Jimmy Herring. Oh, I know one. Jimmy. Yeah, he was my student. Awesome. I love that guy. Amazing. Yeah, I I never really got to know him, but at the time, 
when I was first checking out Schofield, Jimmy Herring was another guy that was kind of like mm-hmm. playing music that I knew because he was like in this Dead cover band, Jazz is Dead, right? Sure. With T. Lavitz, and right, you know what exactly. I mean. Exactly, fucking T, man. Yeah. Wow. I got to play with T in Boston a little bit. No kidding. He, man. Yeah, he moved He's to one Boston. Of my dearest friends. Yeah, he was, was a great guy, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy was good even back when he was taking lessons from me at MI. Okay. He was good back then. Wow, I didn't know he, he went to like, MI. He was like the best pl- student we had at the time and of course you know and he just got better and better Wild. good player i sat in with them when they played house of blues nice and kinsey was playing with them nice and i i sat in with them and played um some uh, uh speak no evil <laughs> it sick was fun. man i would have loved to hear that fun, man yeah it was a blast yeah so he cool. was one and then I, and then i got to college and and you know and then i you know there i was into not just guitar players, but when I got to college was when I really stopped, you know, being, you know, I, I, I had to learn how to play jazz because they, I got there and, and they thought I already could because I guess I fooled them at the audition or something, you know, and I got to ensemble and like people want to play Cherokee at, you know, 400 beats per minute and, and I was like, what? So I had to f- kind of figure it out. But of guitar players, when I was at Berkeley, I studied with Dave Tronzo. Yeah, we talked about yeah, Tronzo. So that good. guy's a genius. He's amazing. He's unreal and an amazing yeah. teacher. So that was uh-huh. pretty cool. Where did you go to school? At Berkeley. At Berkeley. Yeah. Was Kurt there, or he's already gone? No, he's a lot older than me. Yeah, he's ten oh, years okay. older. Oh, okay. So he wasn't teaching. He was. He never taught there. No, did I don't he? think so. Wayne okay. Kranz taught there for a minute when I was okay. there. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of really amazing chromaticism and great lines in your playing. Where where did that come from or where did where do you feel like that's if i had to give like an answer miles because uh-huh. i i was i was like checking out um kind of those in-between records like after the after the the band with, with herbie and, and ron and tony mm-hmm. like like feel the, the the kilimanjaro like the stuff going on to mm-hmm. to bitches brew and he was playing all this like cool shit that i was trying to figure out what mm-hmm. it was right so i kind of kind of was figuring out i was like wow this kind of works on guitar mm-hmm. so i think that's what first got me inspired to kind of right. check out those directions i remember those records with both schofield and mike stern and was bill evans playing then this I, is before that i think it was kind of like you know before but I'm about when even. when they those guys joined miles like sco and mike when he kind of had his comeback uh-huh. wasn't that bill evans that was playing saxophone oh yeah probably during that because i remember like really liking bill evans and i i was oh like, yeah oh wow this is he had some of that really out cool shit he probably came a- after liebman right i guess like so. liebman had yeah. been and he was you know That's all those post yeah all those post coltrane dudes that really like yeah. Yeah. Did you? Ever oh, I see, checked um, out his book too when I was in in school. Right. Right. I I've checked that out too. Did you ever see Dave Lieben's band with Vic uh, Juris on guitar? I had a bootleg of it that I that I that you know Wasn't people passed around at Berkeley. Great. Vic played his ass off. Yeah, I remember going to see him one night and thinking, you know how Liebman is. Sometimes it's just free for all and mm-hmm. crazy ass shit. Mm-hmm. But I was so surprised because it was really composed and they had these beautiful compositions and Vic was just killing it. Yeah. And it, it was just beautiful. And yeah. I, I didn't expect that from him. I expected it to be just all avant-garde and nuts, you know, because he can go there. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> but cool. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of the same influences. Absolutely, as, man. As all this yeah. people have. Yeah. Cool, man. That's crazy about Jimmy Herring. I, I don't know. I, I haven't thought about him or, or brought him up 
in a while. Just but it was there was definitely a period when I was, you know, a kid where I was transcribing everything I could find of him. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a oh, video. A player, man. Someone had a, a video that they just taped his guitar for a whole gig. Mm-hmm. You know, a Jazz Is Dead gig, and mm-hmm. I learned you know probably half the solos off that. <laughs> cool, yeah, because cool. I never heard anybody play like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, man, he's a good player. Yeah. Definitely amazing lines, very good. Um, what else is I going to ask you? Um, I had a lot of questions. Okay, here's here's one. You you played this tune that I don't know how to describe it, but there, it seemed like there was a lot of major and minor triads going by. Oh, I know fast. which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah the yeah. first one you played. Yeah, yeah. Now, where did that kind of writing? What what influenced you? Is that I, because I'm hearing classical music in there? I haven't I haven't answered to that. I don't know if it's like the, I don't know if it's answering the question exactly. But like, this is what I always tell people when they ask me about writing is like, I've found that I can't really be super successful if I just sit down and and like wait for the inspiration to come. I have to have an idea first and kind of know what what it is that I'm attempting to write. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be kind of specific. So that tune came out of like, a, I kind of had the idea of the moving triads kind of thing, but the main idea was a rhythmic idea. Whereas like, it's going to be a slow song and I'm going to chop it up into these small subdivisions, you know, so that you have this really slow tempo going on, but within that there's these faster subdivisions. So I kind of just had that idea and figured out how to write a tune around it. And, and that's mm-hmm. how I work best when I like kind of come to the table with mm-hmm. some sort of thing that I'm hearing in my head and kind of have some sort of plan for somewhat when what I heard and I can't like exactly remember but what I heard was triads changing but not so much in the bass totally right totally yeah yeah so so those triads the arpeggiated triads were they first chords and then you decided to arpeggiate them or no. were they it was like a melody kind of like I was just I kind see. of following okay, so it it was always linear it was always linear oh, like okay. finding little things and so what's happening there you know if, if if anyone listening to this hears the album at some point they'll know which tune we're talking about but uh, the bass is still playing in that slower big tempo mm-hmm. like the big beat and they're just kind of doing like a little groove it's such thing. a cool tune I really like it oh cool it. thanks like, man wow this is it's called War Theory yeah. you know so it's a very interesting piece of music I really yeah. like thanks it. dude yeah and then the second tune you played me was more textural mm. except for your guitar solo which mm. you know just took Noty. off and yeah, was yeah. burning <laughs> but it reminded me and I'm a whole, I don't want to offend you if you don't like these guys because I really like them but it reminded me a little bit of Tool Oh, cool! Because, yeah, because Tool has those kind of textures I love that they Tool. just kind of move, and there's not really a melody going on, but it's just you're you're involved in listening to more than melodic content. The vibe, it's, it's the vibe and yeah. the colors and the I textures. Like, yeah, I like Tool to. and I like textural stuff for sure. Yeah, because it yeah. reminded me of that a cool. little bit. You know, I thought, yeah, this is really hip because it's so modern. Cool. You don't have to have a melody. Who yeah. says you fucking have to have a melody? Well, you don't. That, that one is like yeah. the what I what I call the melody. You know, it's 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 kind of a little bit soloistic. So right. like, you know, it could be it could be just a, a not a super busy solo. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. It's right. written, but yeah. you know, it gets played but twice. But it's badass, and, man. Yeah. I mean, I was never bored for a second when I was listening awesome, to it. Man. It was really fucking cool. Yeah, I'm excited Kinsey to get really out there. Dug it too. Yeah, he said he's gonna have you killed too. <laughs> <laughs> 
So when when is the album done? How oh, we'll see, man. As soon as possible, but you know it takes forever. Do you have any other forever. stuff that people can check? Yeah, out? I have a, I have one record out on uh, it's on OK Records called um, Golden Age, and that came out in 2014. And is it the same kind of record that you're doing now, or is it more uh, jazzy or more? It's similar in some ways. It's not as de- I I think this new one's a lot better. But but the old one, you know, I, I I'm still I, I haven't listened to it in five years. But is I, it on iTunes? Yeah, it's on. I'm it's grab out there. it on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, check it out. I'll, I'll give you a copy. Right, I don't so have spell, it. Honest, spell your full name so the listeners can sure so can get that. Sure, no problem. It's N I R is the first name. The last name is Felder. F E L D E R. Not related to Don. No, I wish, man. <laughs> Bruce is making cool. fun of me because I kept saying first I liked Steve Howe, so I said Steve Howe, wow, <laughs> and then I said. Near is going to be here. <laughs> so it was how wow the near is here. here. And then Troy had shit on somebody's head or something. <laughs> Shithead. <laughs> and he won. Freudian slip. Yeah. You know, no, shithead. I meant good. to say pass the Wheaties, but instead I said you ruined my fucking life. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Oh, we can use that. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Good. We'll make man. it to the contest. <laughs> <laughs> All those questions, right? Cool, man. So, well, I, do you live in Brooklyn? Do you live yeah. in a high rise or something? Or? I'm in an apartment building. It's like an old pre war building. Um, I think, well, maybe it's not pre war, but it's old. It's an old building, you know? Do you have an elevator? Because yeah. I stayed in a place that didn't have an elevator. It was yeah. Like four flights. I'm like, how a guy's gig in this town? We have an, I, I've had, I've lived in places that don't, but no, we have an elevator, which is cool. And and I have a car. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I do, you know, bring my pedal board and my amp to every gig. Cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can do that in Brooklyn. You Well, yeah, I mean, you know. Not yeah, quite you could, nuts as Manhattan. Yeah, the, the parking right. is cool. We have parking in our building, which is really lucky and rare. Wow. So, so in New York, I'm sure you've got to know Oz and you've got Absolutely. Wayne. Yeah, and although Wayne I never see, but yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think, and of course, David Tronzo, Ben Maunder. Yeah, man. Oh, my God, that tell guy's me amazing. Some, tell, tell us, like, what, what's your relationship like with Ben? Do you guys ever play together? Or? Uh, have we ever played together? Um, is that... Ben, is that um, uh, who's he play with? Well, he, himself, he's, he's kind of like the known amazing. guy. Yeah, wow. he's a brilliant, he's a great, just a whole other. Yeah, he's got talk about original. Shit. Yeah, talk about <laughs> a whole other world of shit. There. Yeah, <laughs> there's nobody that does what what he does. No, man. he's a freak. He's a great player and and very very himself, like right. an original guy. Yeah, it's yep. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Ben, man. We've we've so I think we did play once when we did this. Um, we we've taught together at this summer thing in Italy, uh-huh. and like I think one time we combined our classes mm-hmm. and kind of just jammed a little bit, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. I know we combined our classes. Did we play? I don't remember, but um, but yeah, we hang out sometimes. He's amazing, man. Yeah, wow. Yeah, we haven't played much. If Great. we if, if we if we played, it was just that one time. And Mikey, do you see Mike Stern? I you know I used to go to Mike's pad and, and play, but since his accident, I, yeah. I haven't. You know, he Facetimed me to show me his scars Oof. one time. And Is I he was okay, like, man? What the fuck? Yeah, he's playing again. I know he's, he's playing, but he's, he's like still no, gluing no, the pick. He still has to. He's have some trouble with the right hand, right? But he can play. Okay. And and I mean, Jesus Christ, his shoulder. One shoulder was a clean break, so it was, that's easy to fix, but it's splintered. 
and he showed me he had like something like five or six different operations oh, to like he so had scars like all over like one for yeah. each time they had to go in there and fix you know it was really it's terrible yeah. you know um bill evans called me for that tour but I was right. going to Europe like a week later, and so I, I think Brian Baker did it. No, right. um, uh, Dean Brown. Oh, did Dean it. Brown did it. Because yeah. I saw Dean the day uh, the day before at school. I, was, I knew he was in town, and plus Dean plays with Bill, and they right. they know each other really well. So right. of course that worked out. Right. And they just had to change their repertoire and stuff. But wow, man, like to have to have that happen to you is terrible. But r the day before you're leaving on a tour. <laughs> And also for what it to be, fuck? you know, because Mike loves playing guitar more than anybody I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Man. So that sucks. Well, I'm glad he's playing. I mean, it yeah. could have been worse. Totally. Could have been worse, man. Totally, totally. But that's such a freaky thing to have happen because I don't know if you know what happened to him. He, he fell, fell right? and he braced himself with his hands. So I guess you're either going to break your wrist or your elbow or your shoulder. So and what did he break? Shoulders. shoulders. Both. Both. Yeah. Shoulders. You never hear of anyone breaking their shoulders. <laughs> he had a heavy guitar on his back, wow. and it was snow, and I guess he f was running fast and, and just oh. fell with all the force of his body, and he just hit his hands on the curb, and the shock just went yep. through his arms. And, and Mike, he's a kind of a frail kind of guy anyway, right? He's not meaty. No. Well, no, he's, no, they wouldn't call him big, but no. he's a strong yeah, guy. Yeah. 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 He but probably his all arms now. are so developed yeah, right? and playing so much. Right. He's older was the weakest thing. He's not twenty years old either. You know, like Mike, he's yeah, older. Mike, Mike my is age. His, yeah, Sorry. he's as old as us. So yeah. we're old. If you, you fall, you shit's guys, gonna let's break. Just get this straight. You two guys. Not you. <laughs> not you. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, you. Yeah. We're we're old. Yeah. Yeah. You fall, you're gonna break something. Yeah, I'm so old. <laughs> When I was, I remember when the Dead Sea was sick. <laughs> 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 Good one. All right, man. Low. Uh, <laughs> where, where are you staying in, in LA? I'm in Eagle Rock. Oh, uh, right so you're not me. staying over on the west side. You're just going over. No, there. I just went for That's a horrible commute. It was horrible, commute. but we just did it today. We just did one day. Man, Eagle Rock is cool. I mean, the West Side's okay, but you yeah. know, I mean, getting there from Eagle Rock is a drag. He, it yeah. was so weird when he, he wrote me and he emailed me and he said, "Hey, man, I'm out here from New York. You want to hang? Like, I'm staying in Eagle Rock." <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 I think that should be pretty with, uh, easy. Yeah, yeah, with Julius. With Julius. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah man. Right. And Micah sounds better than ever, man. Oh, I know. He's so yeah. fucking talented. Who's that? Uh, our friend's son that Bruce taught. Oh, okay. Is just out of control, young. Guitar yeah, player. He's uh -huh. slamming. Yeah. Wow. Cool, man. Scary. It's Julius, yeah. uh, the guy who did our logo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's staying at his house. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That, that's the guy you're staying okay. with. Yeah, okay. who I met through. The Simpsons guy. Exactly. Cool. Wow. That's, that's cool. Did you guys awesome, know man. know Richard? You must have known Richard, right? Richard. Uh, Richard was a piano player that stayed at Julius's place. He rented the back. Oh, yeah, Richard. I've known yeah. him since he was a little kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I met Richard Julius Sears. Richard. Yeah, is he there still? Well, he's in New York, yeah. Yeah, he is. Oh, you know him in New York. Exactly. Yeah, I have a mug, right? Sick. Thank you. I will treasure it. I already gave you a T-shirt, I think. I got a T-shirt, man. Yeah. I wear it with pride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wore my hat for a whole yeah, tour. Yeah, Scott no, wore yeah. Scott, yeah, Scott wore it for a second. Yeah. No, I wore yeah. it for a whole He's embarrassed tour. by us. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I wore my guitar wank hat for a whole you tour. You could have wore it on the tractor. On the what? On well, the I was in, uh, no, I'm in, the, it's football season, man. I'm wearing my, do either Rams or Dolphins. Whichever yeah. one's doing yeah, better. But, but, you know, but you're kneeling during the 
um, the, the anthem, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am kneeling okay. during the anthem. You know so, I'm kneeling yeah, during yeah, the anthem. Yeah. So, um, of course I am. You know, until we get a fucking better president, yeah, but I'm there's fucking there's, kneel. There's a, yeah. <laughs> Julian's doing. Ju, yeah, Julian's. Micah, though, wow. Yeah, he's a bad, bad yeah. dude. How, how Have you Micah? seen his other friend? He he just came to our school, uh, Jordan. No, is Have he another Jordan? monster? Yeah, it's kind oh. of scary. Now, so I, the thing that I did with Ben, we teach this thing in Italy. Mm-hmm. Every, and, I, you know, not every single year, but, you know, every other year, most years. So I hadn't done it in, I didn't do it last year. But uh, the kids this year were better than ever. Like, they're getting really good. I know. I mean, really young. Me, dude. I subbed for Bruce at USC. And dude, I, it's he just had like three now. guys yeah. that would just like handed me my ass on a platter. I was like, "How the fuck are you? You know, I'm supposed to be taking lessons from you. I don't have anything." Man, to show and they're like that, sixteen. You know I, mean? I got fourteen this year. Fourteen. And there's a couple that are, you know, yeah, not. They're still great, but they're just like not like the kind that yeah. you write home about. But they're yeah. gonna be. Yeah. But there's a good eight. Ten that are just like it's bloody. Who is that yeah. kid, Miles? Miles, he's yeah, he's a pro. He's working <sighs> great, man. There's one kid named Eli Koskoff who's just like shocking. I mean, I had I had Julian Lodge for a second, and I had uh, Charles Altura. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and this kid is every bit yeah, what yeah. they got going. Wow. On. There's another kid named Colin Cook. I had. Oh yeah, I know like, Colin. Yeah, yeah, Colin's you good. Know, yeah, he's just like those. Are, these kids are, and now I've in this. Jordan, this friend of Micah's, is another one who's wow. just, it's just shocking. And, there, and, and and then that's just a couple that I'm mentioning. It's just like... When I was that it age... Just, I, feel, I feel like, you know, that guy who's like, um, you know, he's boxing and you know, he's yeah. fighting his ass off and he gets back to the corner and his corner man says, hey man, you're doing great, we got this, you, you, we, we got this, we got this. You know, you're kicking his ass, da-da-da-da. And he says... Says the quarterman. He says, "Well, then, keep your eye on the referee because somebody's kicking my ass." <laughs> 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 I mean, that's what I feel like. I'm like yeah, laying man. in the corner after every hour, you know, like, oh, I got to get it back together for this are, next I, round, I know you know. How they do it. I guess they start when they're two. <laughs> they're just. I mean, no, they got it they all. Got, on the they internet. got. They got all the, right here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I used to have to look around for a record. You know, it right. took me half the day to find something. Right. And then yeah. they, they got, oh, I want that right now. Okay, okay, I got it. You know, but they're not playing a lot. That's the problem. Yeah. They but don't have so the opportunity. They're not when playing games. I was games. that age, I, I could probably kind of, make it through brown sugar without fucking it up. But <laughs> yeah. If, if I was lucky. But the thing is. Yeah. These kids are playing like Coltrane. Yeah, yeah playing, but they, yeah. they, they got the details of it all down, but they're just not playing. Yeah, no, I so, agree with that. So, but that being said, because of that, they're developing a new kind of music that's kind of not really dependent on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's another great kind of music mm-hmm. that we're calling our call jazz, of course, but mm-hmm. it's like it's not based on this experiential sort of thing that we those of, of who are older, <laughs> you we, know, came up well, with. We, you know, that, that they're, they're intrinsic yeah, sure. values that, sure. that, that we developed because of our world. And, you know, these kids have, like, way more awareness and knowledge and chops than we ever did, but that experiential thing is not there. And then they're developing a kind of music that is not dependent 
unhappy that. I've seen it and so it's moving the shit forward in a whole other way, and it it's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's leaving me in the dust it's, and everything, but it's it's, it's a beautiful mm, thing. I mean, it's a natural and, evolution. It's a part of its environment. It's you know, beautiful it's a, as long as you don't compare it to what your vision of what it should it, be. Aesthetics don't right. belong in teaching. Exactly right. You know, but you're just there to help people and call I've, people what on I've bullshit. What I've seen, and you you've know. seen it too, is a kind of academia that... Right. that doesn't have a whole lot of roots in soul or blues music. It's sort of like oh, it's that's gone. Different, that, that's kind that of that left the building. And, and, baby. Yeah, <laughs> and and actually, you know, not not to blow smoke up your ass again, but I have to say, you know, keep you're it one coming, of those, man. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep it coming. Keep it's it coming, coming out of his ears. Stop right. it. But you're one of those young cats that that, and as far as now, I'm just. Not, I don't mean to offend anybody, but. I haven't heard a lot of guys your age play this kind of sophisticated stuff you're playing, but still have roots in the blues. I'm just not hearing it. Mm. You're one of the only guys. That's why I was, was kind of excited to hear your music. And when you, I heard you play on Kinsey's record, mm. which is the first time I'd really, really paid attention to like you're playing because mm. I don't. I'm not one of those guys that goes out seeking guitar players. Mm. I'm kind of like a hermit. I, pretty much in my house just working on my own shit and I'm not like I see some shit on YouTube every once in a while and I go yeah that guy's good but it's kind of like he's pretty technical and it's not really it's not moving me you know mm. as good as he is mm. it's it's something like it's going to circus like I'll go to a circus once a year wow that's great I'll mm. go again next year you know and that's honestly how I feel about a lot of the technical prowess of the new you know, because I'm, because, like, I'm in touch with my feminine side. There is still an emotional thing about music that it's like, you know how women are. That's women, why he wears women, panties. That's why I wear the red panties that I'm wearing. You know, in my red fingernail polish. You yeah, audience, yeah, you can't yeah, see yeah, that I'm wearing yeah. red the fingernail dress. polish. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, it's that emotional thing that when you hear music, you're drawn emotionally to it. And for me, like anytime I hear good blues or good, any kind of a soulful expression, you got my attention, right? And I'm not hearing that from a lot of the younger Well, in guys, fact, I guess. It's, that's it's, what you were just saying it's about. It's actually, yeah. it, it not, it's not just the experiential on that side. I believe, because I've been told. <laughs> uh, Qualify it. Yeah. No, no, I've actually, this has actually been confirmed by numerous people. Um, that not only is it the experiential thing that I mentioned before, which is a part of it, it's actually an aesthetic choice. Thank you. 
There you go, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, big shout out to Nur Felder. If you don't know who Nur is, well, you hopefully do now, go check out his stuff. He's got a new album coming out, and I just spoke to him right now, and he's going to get me some of that music as soon as it comes out, and hopefully we'll play some of it, and um, we'll get to hear what Nur's doing. So, But check it out. New album coming out soon. Also, uh, a big shout out to one of our sponsors, Wire World Pro Audio Cables. These guys look after us um, and a lot of our prizes and that we give away are from Wireworld. They're such a great company. Check out their cables, man. They're serious about their cables. They've, they're ready to put their cables up against anyone else. And, um, yeah, so go check out their stuff. Why, Wireworld, Wire, Wire, Wireworld, Wireworld Pro Audio Cables. Wireworldproaudio.com. Check them out. Give Larry and David some love. Um, You won't regret it. They make great cables uh, for all your studio and guitar needs. So do that. Hi folks, I know you don't recognize me, but I'm a guy who plays a guitar player often on stage. And I just want to say that we love this Guitar Wink and we love the community here, but we could sure use your help. So if you want to pick up a few hats for Christmas or a t-shirt or a mug or just make a donation, it's sure going to go a long way to making us happy this holiday season. <laughs> 